All right, welcome back to another episode of Your List, My Command. And yes, we are back for another episode. It is true. We have continued to record. Um, I have trapped Derek in a room uh, so he will stay and talk more movies. So, Derek, as we mentioned in our last episode, you have uh, chosen a movie for me uh, that I think anyone who knows me is probably shocked that I have not seen. Um, Because this is right in my wheelhouse. So we are watching The English Patient. referred to it as the Lawrence of Arabia of the 1990s, which mm. I think it's like, I'm glad that you did not say that to me before I watched it, because my it, it never could live up to literally the greatest movie ever made. Um, but this is 1996's The English Patient. Um, so, Derek, had you seen this before, or was this also a first time watch for you? First time, last time. Oh, good. We will come at this from and done. <laughs> because I, and this will surprise no one, given my love of movies about longing. Man, this is great. I love this. I had a great time. Yeah. I cannot believe it took me 25 years to watch this. I feel like I've wasted the last two and a half decades of my life. I could have been watching The English Patient. It feels like times. a waste of two and a half decades watching <laughs> The English Patient. So that makes sense. Why do you hate love? Why do you? Oh my gosh! Why, why like, isn't there even a line in the movie where it's like, uh, like talking about uh, getting rid of adjectives? I guess, and it's like uh, uh, Catherine gets to the word love and starts putting a bunch of bullshit in front of it. That's how I feel about this movie. <laughs> Just too much. I don't. I don't need it. I don't need all of this, Dave. Two. What is this? Two hours and. <laughs> 41 minutes something like yeah yeah it's getting close to three hours it is it takes its time it's an epic that is that is for sure i i will say like i did love this movie a lot but i will say like you could probably cut at least 20 minutes off of this like it's it would be fine if you, you cut some runtime off of this it does not need mm-hmm. to be two hours and 40 minutes unlike lawrence of arabia that needs every minute of its three hours and 47 minutes you should time. put this you but, should put lawrence of arabia on now, I know you'd already seen it, but since I haven't, and I probably never will, that would have been a <laughs> already off the rails. Okay, all right. The English Patient, a wonderful eighteen-hour film that Dave loved. They did, yes. Um, so, what other than like the length of it and the the kind of stretch of it? What is it that you didn't dig about this movie? Like, where do you? Where do you feel like it lost you? Because I, I could see a lot of places where this – because it you know, it takes some interesting turns. There's some interesting makeup uh, going on in this movie, which probably could be better for, for being totally honest. I mean they do need to hide who this man sure. is so the makeup has to be – like not from us but from the other characters. He has to be unrecognizable. Uh, but that probably could have – I think if you make it now, it probably looks it probably Would looks you better. Because right now – Would to look like um... – uh, basically, Two Face in the Dark Knight. Uh, is that what have been? I mean, I think that's probably. I mean, like in this, I, it just kind of looks like he's wearing a, a helmet. Like it just like he's lost like all all um, 
Like you can't you can't pick anything out. Like all his features are basically gone. Like he becomes like Dark Man or something. Good, like it's yeah. just <laughs> or like a cheap Freddy. Not to mention Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, for the second week in a row, but yes. like a cheap Freddy mask. That uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the funny thing. A couple of things of of note. One, I did. I actually did research on this silly movie, Dave, mm. uh, because apparently. So you watched it for two hours and forty minutes, and then said, "I need exactly. More. I need to." I watched some weirdo <laughs> on YouTube uh, give me the cliff note comparisons <laughs> on the book and the film itself, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and they described uh, that. Uh, well, I'm trying to remember the, the name of the, the character here, the actual English patient, uh, that he was uh, basically charred. And uh, black mm-hmm. uh, in the novel, and that, oh, interesting. that uh, I guess essentially just would not have translated as well um, to the film itself. And I could kind of see that, like if he if his skin was just like I mean just charred flesh. I don't know right. if it allows for maybe I'm, I'm wrong on that. But like camera technique wise, for him to emote in the way that he is at least able to still emote at certain particular times. Um, you asked me about whether or when uh, this movie kind of fell off for me, and here's, uh, I guess, my full level of transparency. I didn't hate this movie. I don't, I don't I, you know, okay. I jokingly kind of lead with for the clicks um, how much I think this movie shit. I no, I understand why it won Best Picture. Um, you know, it, it is better than Crash, I guess. Um, on the long list of <laughs> high praise, buddy, high praise. <laughs> but um, you know, and I actually really enjoyed the first and second act. Like I was all in, um, not only on the English patient's kind of uh, um, uh, affair um, with Miss Clifton, um, trying to, Catherine. I really enjoyed that whole mm-hmm. narrative. I know it's a really simple plot of of the husband leaving and this romance kind of. But sometimes, yeah. you know. There's a reason it's been done. It yeah, works. Just 100%. cliches are cliches because cliches work, right? And so I, I mm-hmm. really found myself interested in his narrative. Um, I really enjoyed um, what uh, the the nurses kind of stuff that she had going on with Saeed from Lost. Because uh, I don't, oh, man, he was looking good in man, this movie. Yeah, too. man, the he Andrews was killing was just it. Like, I mean, he always does. Like it. He's never looked bad, but I was like, I was, that was like, I didn't even know he was in this. Like, that was such a happy surprise. Like, I was like, oh, Saeed is here. This is great. This movie is, is going to rule. Like, yeah. And that's an interesting thing. Cause there's sometimes when you have a film like this, that has two competing love stories, even if they're not in really the same time frame, I think sometimes a movie can suffer, but it sounds like for you, both of those love stories worked well enough. I would have liked more of the present love story, quite honestly. I think they left mm-hmm. a lot of meat on the bone with that and, mm-hmm. and could have explored that to a greater detail to actually make me more invested. Like I was all in on them getting together and, you know, her even saying like, my mother always said I'd, you know, marry you know someone who heard me play the piano or something like that. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. All right. Like I like that, that she already has this established idea that this might be the one person that I don't lose, uh, that, that, that I haven't, you know, lost to war because I've lost everybody else and how tragic yeah. that is. Um, but, then it, I kind of feel like we 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 lose them. We we don't we don't spend enough time in those waters. And then a lot of the stuff with the with the once you get to the third act, and I you know we're just waiting for the, the you know the English patient to 
kicked the can here. Um, it just slowed for me, quite honestly. Like, that was honestly my, my biggest knock on it is that I felt like I was really invested in a first and second act, and then I kind of fatigued. And not just because of the runtime, mm. I just kind of felt like the story kind of got a little plodding for me. Um, mm. Which I, I don't know if there, there are other reviews that were, would have been similar to that, but that's just kind of how it, kind of how it hit me. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely understand that. Um, I, I mean, a lot of why I like this movie is just like it's like personal preference stuff. Like this is exactly the kind of story, the kind of romance that I, for whatever reason, am really drawn to. Like, I mean, I, you know, we've talked about Remains of the Day on other podcasts. Like this is is this kind of similar in that way. There's a little bit more action sure. here. You got people actually having their sexual feelings come to fruition here but it is just penetratingly sad like this like the way this movie ends it is brutal like i was ready for sadness but i was just like fuck me man by the end of this movie like even the relationship that ends well he leaves like kip he's like i might see you you sometime down the road depending deuces like he just i think that was but the point that you made is one that that I think I had to lean into a little bit more is you enjoy like obviously the longing and the, you know, cut my heart out of my chest and stab it or whatever. And I'm sitting there like, ah, the payoff. I mean, is I'm not sure. Like if I want this, I'm not getting my happy ending and I'm aware that there's not going to be a happy ending. His body is just a vessel at this particular point. But no one gets a happy ending in this in this mm-hmm. film, and maybe my takeaway is different. If uh, you know the nurse and Hannah, if Hannah and Kip are able to salvage something, right? Like if there's even right. a a nugget of hope that they will see each other again down the road. But all there really is is this a you know a hail mary pass that she will ever find him again or ever find love again. Uh, because basically, the mm-hmm. two loves of her life both pass away or leave on in within a span of twenty minutes, and yeah. really the the story. And maybe I'll you know get your perspective on this story. Might be more tragic for her than it is for the English patient, even. And mm. it's, clearly, I mean, I would be in the minority on that. But I mean, she is alone as much, if not more, than at least he had someone caring for him. And I'm not sure that she right. could care for, or he could care for her in the same capacity for X number of years. I think I think both the women in this movie get, I mean, certainly the short end of things. <laughs> like, you know, she literally dies alone in a cave waiting for the English hmm. patient. Like, that's, that's how it ends. And granted, it's not his fault. He, you know, goes on this, like, three-day march to try and get help. And he is stopped by, you know, shitty police officers, essentially. It's not his fault. But, like, she doesn't know any of that. She doesn't have any information. All she knows is that he left and she dies alone. And, you know, same thing with the nurse here, uh, with Hannah. Like, she has a moment with him. And that's pretty much all it is. Like, they do truly fall in love. But in the grand scheme of things, it is just a moment. And then he goes off and leaves her. And she is alone once again. Like, it is brutal like it's a really interesting look in terms of gender because it's like it's very much like men of action um and then women waiting 
right in in both of these circumstances and it is hard to watch like but i did you know granted there's very few moments like this in the movie but i did like that plane crash moment i think really works like it's just kind of a it's like you know maybe 30 seconds of a almost three hour long movie but that is the big action sequence right that is the big moment and even though it's in a lot of that a lot of the bits of that are in every trailer for this it's still like you have no idea what that scene is really about until you get to it and the emotion of the scene and the performance of the scene by these three actors really is what sells it and this is this is a movie for people who love like oscar caliber acting like everyone in here is pitch perfect like you can complain about the runtime you can complain about things dragging in the third act all of those are valid concerns but like if you tell me that like ray finds juliet binoche Kristen Scott Thomas or Naveen Andrews is not great in this movie. Like you, you're wrong. Like you're just you're incorrect because they're all phenomenal. And even Willem Dafoe, who God bless his over the top, ridiculous persona that he brings to every fucking yeah. movie he's in. It, it doesn't like, even feel out like of place just, though when you think about it. Like it, it no. in theory should because everything is yeah. Not when you got the fucking man without a face lying in the bed next to him. Like it's yeah. like it's fine. It's fine. It really works, and he really. Man, he goes for it. Like, he takes a big bite of that apple. Like, <laughs> God bless Willem I th- And I thoroughly enjoyed him and his interactions with Hannah and uh, with the Almasis, I guess. And the only... But I don't know how, how much I really was invested in why he was there. If, if that makes any sense. And I don't know if you even... I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know that I could even tell you right now why he was. I'm Something sure I about you know selling like, <laughs> maps to the Germans and the Germans. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a whole spy yeah. thing. I think honestly, <laughs> who cares? Because I had such lofty expectations after the first and second act, I was more invested in that mm. aspect of the story. And then I realized, like, wait a minute, I don't give a shit about any of this. Why do I? Care I don't about care this? about it. I really don't. And that's okay because I'm getting a um, folk tale, uh, you know, warning women not to engage in infidelity or you'll die in a cave. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is this is a horror movie. It is. It's got the. It does have a little bit it's of that kind of morality PSA judgment to it. Yeah. Yes. I absolutely. Mean, she, nothing. So, I mean, it doesn't end well for her at all. Well, I mean, clearly, but <laughs> she she might have the, you know the worst end of it all. But you know the the husband, and I'm glad that they they did stray away from you know the easy. Uh, her husband is just this you know uncaring, uninvested. A, a monster. monster of a man. In reality, he is, yeah. you know, hopelessly and madly in love with his wife, and is even too broken to even confront her at any other particular point, other than the murder suicide attempt. Um, and I found that to be way more interesting in my level of investment uh, in him and his narrative, albeit much to a you know smaller degree than everyone else. I'm still interested in like how does this work mm-hmm. out for this guy who just knows that his wife. At least, if she does love him, doesn't love him to the degree that he is invested in her, and she does love another, and it's someone that I, I have some mm-hmm. you know, working relationship with. Those compromises are much harder to maneuver through. I feel like than mm-hmm. if it falls yes. on this. Uh, he's just a you know an alcoholic, womanizing, misogynist, whatever. You care more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a cop out to have a marriage like that that like the person like when you make a movie like and i kind of like this movie actually it's a bad example but you make a movie like sleeping with the enemy Mm. 
right? Like yeah. Julia Roberts, yeah. you know, from the 80s. Then you have, like, a true fucking monster. Like, just a stalker, a, a woman who beats women, who threatens to kill them. Like, clearly, you're rooting for her to get sure. away. Same thing with the more recent version of this, uh, the Invisible Man uh, movie they made with Elizabeth Moss. Kind of the same idea in the very beginning. This charming, attractive man who is actually a monster. That's, I mean, that's fine in, like, kind of a horror context, but in a drama context, there's not it, there's not a lot of room for drama there. It just feels like, well, obviously we know who to root for. And I don't think it's so obvious in this movie. Because Ray Fine's character is charming. He's good looking. Seems like a nice guy. But he's not, like, perfect. He's kind of cocky. Yeah. You know? And he's like, you know, there are things to not like about him. He's a little him. pretentious. And, um, and, you know, Mr. Yeah. Know-it-all. And above it all. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the books that I read and the, I, and the music that I know. Yes. He's, he's you, Absolutely. Dave. He's got, you. Yeah. I do like this guy. Um, then, but then you have Colin Firth, who is like kind of like casting Colin Firth in a movie is like a shortcut for like, oh, he's a nice guy. I like Colin Firth. Like, has he ever been in a movie where you're like, ooh, I hate Colin Firth so or much. Or I love Colin like, Firth. He's, just a, he's nice... a bee. He's just a bee all the way through in every yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's a Absolutely. he's a good hand, they would say in wrestling terms, right? He, he does well yes, enough yes. for what you're asking him to do. Um and Absolutely. he's perfect in the role of the husband that is the nice guy who's off in the corner, and for the most part, who's love struck. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's, you know, Kristen Scott Thomas. This is actually only the second film I've ever seen of hers. Okay, what's what's the uh, first one? The American classic, Under the Cherry Moon, uh, directed and starring um, Prince. It's one of my favorites. So I you, love it. So you haven't seen you haven't seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. I actually have seen that, but that was years ago, and I don't even you know. Yeah, she's well, in that. But Hugh Grant's in that, right? And he is, Andy McDowell. Yes. Yes. She's in that. So yes. I don't. So Your I don't favorite, even notice Kristen Scott Thomas. That's <laughs> you always you always pick out the wrong woman in an Andy McDowell movie because it's always whoever else is there is the answer. <laughs> I hate this so much. I hate this. <laughs> These are the moments I wish this was like a video podcast where you could just see Derek ruefully shaking mm-hmm. his head at me. Like, how dare you sully the good name of Miss McDowell to my So face. if you recast English Patient and allow Andy McDowell to play the English Patient, oh, uh, gotta be so the husband, the wife, Hannah, Kip. All of them? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, no... For once, no shade against Annie McDowell, but she is not a subtle enough actor to be in this movie. Like I think there's, there's not other than other than um, Willem Dafoe. It's funny to say considering the makeup in this movie, but there's sure. no gigantic performances here. This is all like relatively subtle work mm-hmm. by all these actors, even though it is big and dramatic. It would be so easy. I don't know that there is a quote-unquote Oscar sure. moment in this movie, right? The clip that you show um, when, like, oh, you've been nominated for Best Actor. And it's like, oh, I'm crying on the screen and I'm screaming and tearing my hair. Like, there's none of that. It's all very underplayed, which I think is probably why a lot of people didn't like it. Like, I mean, a lot of people love this, but there is definitely a backlash to The English Patient. Like, ugh, God, who likes this shit? This fucking period drama. Ugh, boring. Like our good friend Michael Denniston. I don't know if he's ever seen this. I'm pretty sure they're doing the uh, a run of films from 96 right now on, I guess, Sober Cinema. He's not touching this. There's no way. It's way too smart for those guys over there. That's right. Call out. That's right. Save it for this highly High intelligent show. 
<laughs> the the subtlety yes, in the eyes absolutely. with Kristen Scott Thomas. That's why she plays Catherine. But honestly, it, you know, obviously, when I'm watching this movie, a lot of my takeaways in there in, in her interaction with uh, Almasis is or Almasi is the the intimate connection that they have just by looking at each other, right? Like you notice that well before mm-hmm. they really have these romantic, uh, you know, these moments where they're, you know, in, even somewhat intimate while they're in the sandstorm, things of that nature. It's just the extra second of oh, stare. It's a great scene. And to me, you you know, mm-hmm. if you really enjoy film, you you don't have to like the movie, but you can, uh, kind of like what you had said about the, you know, how they, how well everyone um, acts in this film. You love that, right? Like you love just right. the the twinkle almost in her eye when she's telling the story about you know the guy who had to kill the whomever yada 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 and she's looking at him right where she when she's giving this tale this this weird love story mm. uh, but not looking too long not enough to where her husband's gonna say wait a minute hot yeah hot it is pretty I, I will give I will give them and I've never really you know thought of Ralph Fiennes as a steamy actor in any regard but um they have some really interesting really erotic uh love scenes uh that really work and that yeah. aren't exploitative though either they're they're sweet and, and to use a word that you would mm-hmm. often use when, you, when you're talking about romances it's sweet um yeah right yeah but without being it because i think that term sometimes can feel childish sure. but it's never that it's a very adult relationship but it is kind like it is very it is very sweet there's really no other word for it and i think a lot of that comes down to the direction of anthony mcgella um who also also directed um uh the talented mr ripley so pretty pretty amazing director so it should be no surprise uh that this kind of work comes from him and it's just it's a movie that i think like not really soon probably because it's just such a long movie but i can definitely see myself coming back to this one um, and watching it again because I think with a movie that subtle you can never really get it all on the first go like there's just so much going on in you know it's you know it's uh, kind of pretentious to say this but that's who I am so I'm gonna say it there's more going on like between the dialogue right. than there is in the dialogue like there's a lot more behind it um, than there is in it um, and that's a movie that's gonna reward you on rewatch so this is something I definitely feel I like need I'm to go, go back, uh, to. back and watch uh, Ken Burns run of World War two so I understand whose side everybody's on allies axis like what <laughs> what are we doing here like why are they mad at you Just, over here uh, no no, no good German, Germans. No good Germans. It's, that's all you need to things know. Things going on in that's, Italy. That's I'm not real sure. Know. I was like, well, Dave will be able to explain all this to me. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, because it's Italy? Is that yes. why? Is that... I mean, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Mussolini, <laughs> bad. Um, friends with stay Hitler. Stay away. So just bad. Don't don't go with Mussolini. Yeah, stay away. Stay away from that one. Um, but this is... It's interesting because I really like this movie, but I think... I find myself wondering, like, did this get too many nominations? Uh, Academy, it got twelve Academy Award nominations, um, win, winning nine of them, mm. including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actress for Juliette Binoche. Um, uh, got a Best Editing Oscar, the first one ever, a first digitally edited movie to get a to get a win. Um, 
Ray Fiennes and Kristen Scott Thomas were also Oscar nominated. Do you think that's a mistake? And I, I don't have you know who else was nominated in front of me to. I mean, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who else was nominated, but like it feels like the snub yeah. to me is Kristen Scott Thomas. I think I think she's doing career best work here, uh, and would be career best work for a lot of actresses. This sure. is not like a slight at her, like oh yeah, career best compared to what, but like it's a really really great performance. Um, and the BFI gave it the number fifty five spot on the greatest British film of the twentieth century. It's pretty so pretty pretty yeah. pretty pretty high praise for this movie. And for you, you're like pretty good until that last it's too much. forty minutes. It, um, it's just, it's like too sad, know, bastard. Too all of a sudden, one plane crash. And, and now she's in there, and she's got a broken limp arm, and I've always loved you. And I'm like, oh, God. I almost feel like uh, being that, that negative Twitter person right. that, that was like, this movie's right. overrated. I don't think it's overrated. Um, uh, it's probably underrated, quite honestly, at this point. It's now, I mean, now, it's, it's one of yeah, those yeah, people just yeah. really don't, they overlook it. I mean, they just overlook it when you're talking about some of the powerhouses yeah. of, of just the 90s itself. Um, and so, yeah, definitely underrated in that regard. But I think I also could see why not everyone walks out of the theater thinking, "God, this is this is Casablanca. Like, this is one of the greatest." You know, right? I, I think to your point, you you, you remove twenty minutes of runtime not because of the length being too long, but because of just what feels like some unnecessary stuff. Um, and, and yeah. it's odd because I had complained about wanting to see more stuff with, with I guess, Kip um, and Hannah. Um, but I don't know. I, it just it just feels like you remove a couple things. Derek Derek found, like, the one brown person in the movie. Give like, me all we, of him. Can we hang yeah. out with him for a bit? Like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely same. I, I do find myself wondering if, because this is, of course, based on a book. And sometimes yeah. when you have that excess, it, it it's, it's catering to book readers, like, Hey, we read the book too. Here's your little bits that you'll really like. Here's your Easter eggs. And I wonder how much of that is in there. Um, but I think you're right in that it's now weirdly underrated, which is weird to say about a movie that like was nominated for sure. 12 Academy Awards. But there has been that backlash and it's you know seen as like, oh, not a great Oscar winner, blah, blah, blah. You know, mentioned it. I mean, you mentioned it in the same breath as Crash, for God's sake, at the beginning of this episode. So, I mean, I and I do recognize that this is very much a movie made for me. So, I want to thank you, Derek, for picking this movie, and I want to thank me for putting it on my list. We both did. We've yet to end an episode episode without you. So, good job. Self padding. Without me patting myself on the back. That's right. That's right. I guess. Somebody's got to do it. Not those 3,000 people. uh, The the rats that followed your pod popper ass all the way around Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Those idiots. God bless you. I love you all. Thank you for following and thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to test Derek here for a second because we're wrapping up now. Do you remember what we're doing next? Uh... Or has it, it been so long since we recorded? Wait, so have did to look we really at discuss? Wait, so this would be episode what nine and ten, or six and seven, or seven? Yeah, we're, okay, we're finishing so ten this would right be now. A particular time in which we would. Um, I'm making stuff up as I go along because I don't know. Wait, we're, <laughs> so we're going to pull in a film that's not part of your fifty or my fifty? Would that be correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. Don't tell me, Cinema Paradiso. Don't you so, dare. Is it time? 
Oh, I'm excited. It's time. Oh, baby. come on. It's time. So we are so we are picking a movie that we have both seen that we feel like you, our listeners, should see. So if you mm. have not yet seen Cinema Paradiso, it's time. It's definitely time. There is a relatively new 4K transfer that just came out. So when I watch it, I'm going to watch that version. I highly recommend you buy that if you have not. But it is time to watch what I believe is like in Derek's like top five ever. It's like dangerously is, close to being my favorite film of is, all time. Like it is, I could, depending okay. on the day and the mood, I could make the argument that it's one or two. Um, so I am extremely excited. So it's like Batman 1989. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't so believe in any of that. We don't even <laughs> that. You talk about a dead podcast. I'm telling you, we've not, we recorded three episodes in the past calendar year. Um, I'm kidding. I love that. The grand gesture, if you're following. Um, that, When Harry Met Sally. And now I actually have to go back and really look at my favorite mm. films, because it's been a while. I mean, The Graduate's up there. But uh, anyway, I am super excited about getting a chance to talk about this, because I only, I only, I can only see us talking about it on this podcast. The other ones that I'm on, I just don't see it. Just probably never going to happen. Yeah. It's not making it. It's not making it. So... Join us next time when we talk about Cinema Paradiso before after that we get back to our usual scheduled programming. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at, and Instagram at your list We'll record tomorrow. Cinema I'm Paradiso. ready. Let's go. You know me. I'm always game. I'm always game. I'll, I'll, look, I'll, <laughs> oh! I'll text you. Oh. <laughs> oh, my I'll have word. my people call your people. It's fine. It's, it's always <laughs> bullshit. <laughs>